What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 108 of the Geo and Meatbag Show. <laughs> Today is a very unique episode because we are a vegetarian episode today we are meatless we have no meat bag we are vegan but we actually have a really good friend of ours standing in for meat bag everybody please give a warm welcome to cash what up i'm here what's up buddy yeah fuck yeah what's up up, glad you can make it in today for the (laughs) same same always a pleasure brother. There's always a pleasure yeah, I so see. So this is why we fucking. This is why we got you on once a month, just in case someone can't make it. You can yeah, just, fill just in if for somebody him. calls in sick, and I <laughs> yeah. can fucking fill in. <laughs> you're our, yeah. uh, hey, you're our stand-in, which you yeah. know, it's it's uh, it's actually gotten you in the mood to get your own shit, get your own gear, and start up yeah, your man. own shit. You know, like. Finally, uh, go ahead. Fi- finally, get our own um, my own separate thing going. Me and uh, me and Brody are. We got something in the works. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll tease it a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. I, I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about that name. <laughs> the what, name you, you that cha- you, uh, you changed your, you you changed your mind about it. No, you're like. So once upon a time ago, a couple years back, I started this thing called Nerding Out. I know you did. Yes, Nerding Out. Uh, and then you come along because it, it faded away, and you, you bring me back, and you we're gonna revamp it. We're make it back, it bigger, yeah. better than ever, right? Nerding out. With let Cash me tell you Brody. what, sir. Let me tell you what. It's not nerding out with Cash and Rody. It's nerding out with Rody and Cash. I was waiting for him to say it. I was, <laughs> you I, see? I, I, I knew. I knew he was gonna want top billing on that shit. I've been podcasting well, let me tell, no, no, two years let me, longer. Let me, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me explain why. Because whenever you have a cash in the title, it's always second. Tango and cash. Good call. Dax and cash. <laughs> All right. All right. Johnny Cash. So that, one, that, that one doesn't really count. Cash. Strippers and cash. You know. Strippers and cash. Cocaine yeah. and cash. <laughs> Cocaine and cash. <laughs> so, all right. So, you start to see. That's my rant. I apologize. Before, before the show, before you guys even get your show revamped and started, I can already see some cracks in the foundation. Yeah. It's kind of like it's... watching a tag team <laughs> start to break up. So we've been, yeah. Earlier we had yeah, a conversation yeah. about how I think it was yesterday on how um basically it was me, you and Meatbag, as in uh Cash I and Meatbag, we're talking about how easy it is to just hate Rody. And I was like, You're gonna see because you were like, Oh dude, that's that's gonna be my co host, you guys, chill. And I'm like, No. You'll see. <laughs> and thus we have already. Oh, can't be. Talking, you guys cashing guys shit behind my back? Already. No, well, no. It was, <laughs> no, it was, it was, in, was in the back? It was in the group oh, chat. So yeah. it, was, it was definitely yeah. into your face. Like, scroll yeah, scroll up. Every, you could have seen all of it. Scroll up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, folks, this is our Camel Country episode 108. Uh, <laughs> Arizona fans from 90s country will you know get that get reference it. i guess that's it. it but uh you know it's our new year's extravaganza episode uh this is our last final episode of 2021 uh number 108 and this is the last thing i'm doing before my fucking show tomorrow which i wanted to talk about as soon as we get into it 
This is Punk Rock Time! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the least listened to segment in podcast history. Welcome to... Pop Not bad. Not bad. No, it's, that was a that was professional as shit. Sounded was like it, it was a different way. Like uh, Justin a Roberts, more, a little more pro. I was gonna say Bruce Buffer, it. but there it is. That would, yeah, that's good too. <laughs> yeah, either one. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take yeah. that. yeah, ladies and gentlemen. No, that was that was pretty good. So this is punk rock talk, and don't really have much to talk about other than. The New Year's at Yucca. So, the scoop is, Left Alone was coming to town and invited a shitload of locals to have a good time on New Year's Eve. Well, the drummer of Left Alone has ended up uh, getting coronavirus. It's a popular thing this season. It's fucking... I mean, since the pandemic started, it's been going up and down, up and down. It's, there's really no telling who it's going to affect and what it's going to affect. So I want to start off uh, just by, you know, giving our deepest condolences and wishes to uh, Left Alone and their drummer. I hope he, you know, yeah. knocks it out and turns has a quick turnaround and they get back on the road because music is life, man, and COVID sucks. So I really, it uh, does. I hope he, he uh, you know, gets better, gets well soon. Sending good vibes. Yeah, it's best wishes hidden. from it's the Geo Meatbag Show. It's been, it's been hidden pretty it's hard this already. winter, man. A lot, a lot of people I know personally have been affected recently. They said the winter was like uh, it's supposed to be twice as bad this winter as it was last winter, and that's that you know what it, that new variant that's going around right now. Yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll see. The super virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what viruses do. They they keep evolving because you know they they're alive i guess or something i don't know but we don't need to get yeah. into all that well, no we don't need to talk about that i'm but, about to go get my booster shot come saturday nice so <clears throat> anyways speaking of you know covid related shit there was a wrench kind of thrown in the plans but the fact that we already had a shitload of badass locals on this show kind of saved it yeah. like left alone is great don't get me wrong i'm not saying any, i'm not taking away from them at all but this is still going to be a fucking badass show. We have Perfect Sense, Blotter Vision, Asswipe Junkies, Skeleton Army, fucking First or Last, Skull Drug, and Squared, obviously. So it's a ridiculous lineup. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see uh, what band gets the countdown. But we'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Um, wink, wink. Question. Take to uh, of the to whole bully Ray on busted open today. Go ahead, Rody. Uh, speaking of the whole COVID, are they on-site testing? For... Okay. There's oh, a... on-site testing. There's uh, there's so gonna you, be a... you just walk up and they just stick something in your nose. Yeah, you walk up. Fuck yeah. Ben sticks his dick in your nose, tells you if you have COVID or not. And that's it. No, uh, word around town is that there is on-site testing for this, uh, proof of vaccination and negative results are also accepted. Um, I don't think they do the home tests though. You have to 
go to, you know, doctor, all Urgent that care. shit. Urgent care. They were pretty I'm vaccinated, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, no, just as long as you got your card. They were pretty cool about it the last time we went down there because um, I didn't have my paper card. I lost my card, so I'm freaking out, calling Steven and Jaden, going, hey, I lost my card, but I've got it on my phone. Like, I've got my fucking yeah, they, they mobile vax card. So I showed the guy. I was like, hey, I was like, can you take a mobile vax card? He's like, oh, yeah, man, you're good. It's like, sick. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good to go. Yeah. So for anybody that may have been, you know, stressing out about that being a factor, it's chill. I mean, you if, if, if you get your shit done, you can go to the show. You don't have to go and do it every single fucking time. You know, like, I don't know what I'm saying. I guess it's not that big of a deal. Suck it up. Go to a show. I know what you, I know what you mean. You know, to, to the people that, that want to avoid all that, you know, just... Suck it up for the homies. Go go see this one at least, because this is yeah. gonna be a fucking good show. Um, I, th I don't know if there's gonna be. I think it's gonna be ten dollars at the door. I don't know if it's gonna be more anymore because Left Alone dropped out. Still the fucking, still the fucking cheapest uh, New Year's Eve party there is out there. Yeah. By the way, just, yeah. just throwing yeah. that out. Ten, very cheap ten bucks isn't bad. No, ten bucks isn't. Most bad places you're gonna pay forty to sixty to possibly even higher. I mean, it's all going to be a good time, but it's going to be even a better time at the Yucca, so... Yeah. Go enjoy a badass punk show. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Fucking A. So, yes, uh, if you want to message us, we have a couple tickets left. Literally two tickets left. Um, might, do, might even do a giveaway. So, if you're listening to this episode right now, text me at the word penis. P-E-N-I-S. And you'll get two free tickets to the show. That's my surprise for you guys, listeners. <clears throat> you have probably 12 hours to get this done, by the way, guys listening. Yeah. By the time that he gets this out to the show tomorrow night, you're going to have about 12 hours. So uh, <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Did you just play... Soap in your mouth? Yeah. What was that? That's what I do. I get that hand, soap. Like hand soap. Hand <laughs> soap. Hand soap and right into his mouth. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I was abused as a kid, so every time I curse, I have to self-apply this. I have to self-punish. You know. I love it. It's like kids getting spanked whenever they're little. They're all into, like, BDSM now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same 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 general theory. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I, I was abused uh -huh. because I wasn't allowed to cuss, and every time I cussed, I got soap put in my mouth so that's abuse because you know i'm one of those pussy ass new fucking <laughs> i don't know new Geo generation of will, kids yeah geo me back will be discussing childhood traumas for the next hour and a half <laughs> oh god so yeah Did you guys said dads <laughs> yeah i mean shit we're all dads on the show even meatbag yeah so like yep, yep. I mean, from what it started as was like two shitheads that played in a band together, just trying to report what the hell they're, you know, living and talk about wrestling. To now, it's like a full blown. We go weekly, and it's we're dads that like live these lives, but we still try to make this fucking podcast work. Perfect example: Meatbag couldn't make it today, so we we made it work with you know Rody standing in. Or <laughs> sorry. Cash excuse you? In for meatbag. It's <laughs> too many names cycling through my head right now. Yeah. Rody, Rody's been standing in since episode fucking three. 
So yeah, Brody's been a stand-in for two years now. Yeah, for fucking four years now. What are you talking about? Is it been four, is it four years? <laughs> oh, it's dude, been almost oh, yeah. five years. We've been doing the pod, so I guess five years. Cause he, it wasn't Jeez. long after that he joined. I mean, like fucking 10 episodes in or something maybe not i remember steven telling me that he said that roadie pretty much joined within a matter of weeks of you guys starting the pod yeah i mean the two-man thing was cool but it's just so much better with three people you need get a that, third a third opinion that one third voice. the other and then the guy that to either agree or disagree with them yeah when, when you when when you decide to talk roadie yeah, yeah i was well, gonna say yeah. when when you decide to speak like the yeah, good when old you days. decide I feel like he didn't talk for 45 minutes in the last one that I was on. So, back you know when we all used to drink, you couldn't a... shut him up. Sorry, what? No. <laughs> a bang Bang Bradley. Talking about abuse and whatnot, I went like 76 episodes with no mic. <laughs> yeah. Or with a mic, you could barely hear me. He so always, eventually ha- I just always had complications. Talking. Just stop talking. <laughs> so I just sit there. Yeah. Okay. You go that's why, like, that's, that's why before the episode me, so. tonight, <laughs> when he couldn't get his shit to work, he was having PTSD. He was like, "No, but not again." That was that was that was that was my fault. I mean, if if we're being honest, because I made the statement that you know what, everything's going, it's working fine now, and the yeah, party no, was like, exactly. "Bro, that, that you can't say that. Everything should go can't smooth." Can't say that. You can't say it until the end Pod, of the episode. Podcast right? novice. Yep. yep. You can't even say that until it's like fucking saved and edited and released. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. Twice. (laughs) Twice. So that's pretty much it for Punk Rock Talk. I mean, I didn't do a whole lot of research for shows this week because I've been gearing up for my show. What's up, Brody? I got a question. Since this is the uh, end of the year shenanigans, what was your favorite show this year? Ooh. I mean, like that I played or that I went you to? Played or both? In, that you went to? Either any or. and all? Did yeah. you go to any nationals this year? Did you check out any national acts this year? Mm, no. Actually, that's a good question, too. No, I did not. Um, no? No. But um, I want to say probably like Havasu. With TV Tragedy, Squared, Left Right Lefts. That was a really fucking good show. Um, but, like, because that, like, right off the top of my head, just, boom, that was such a good time. Um, we actually became really good friends with TV Tragedy. Um, but I think close second would probably be the Contrafiction show. I mean. That was awesome. That was, that was such a good time. Movie. Yeah. I mean, even though the sound guy was a fucking idiot. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh... You know, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. So, I guess, yeah, that would be my top two. Uh, what about you, Rody? Uh... The three that you went to this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I went... Probably the top one was seeing Franks and Dean. Because uh, I haven't seen them in a while. Franks and, and Dean. Seeing them... Yeah, Franks and, uh, Franks and Dean. Franks and Dean. There's Franks multiple and Deans. Deans. Frank and uh, Dean. I've caught mouth. I'm sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> and 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 the other one was. What the fuck does let's that have see. to do with the price of Dean? 
Sorry, I got, I got my uh, footage. That contradiction <laughs> one. <laughs> that contradiction one was also um, was like top. It was special, it, but it was. Yeah, it was a very special show for all of us. Yeah, yeah. it was. It absolutely was. And it was a great fucking time. It, it was really a great was. tribute for through Billy through. Russell. Yeah, and um, contradiction. So yeah, Franks and Beans and the contradiction. Um, I saw fucking what we saw TV tragedy at fucking not the Yucca but the bar right down the street. Oh, right the, down the, the, in the same parking lot. Yeah, I forget what they call it. Where all the young kids go. Yeah, it used to be the 51 West, but it's called something else now, and I think it's even moved a couple doors down. But I know what you're talking about, and yeah, I caught the very yeah. tail end of that. Um, yeah, because we went from your show. And then we drove from your show all the way over there and copied yeah. their show. We went from Pub Rock was a f- to Yucca, or yeah, Yucca parking lot. But yeah, yeah, that was that was a good night, dude. That was, that shit was so awesome. Uh, we ended our set, broke down, got off the stage. I jumped in the car. Uh, Tyler Silva's girlfriend backed into me. Then I fucking <laughs> drove. Oh no! <laughs> drove, <laughs> drove all the way to Yucca parking lot basically that I forget what that fucking venue is called but went in there caught one song from TV Tragedy it was their last song as soon as I walked in the door they hit it it was X-Ray Audio and then that was it they were the last band that was the last song so I basically drove all the way there to help Chris break down his drum set (laughs) and fucking pack up his shit (laughs) and then uh, drove back to uh, Pub Rock to check out Miles to Nowhere on their album you release. Got see, you got to see one song. That's good. That was a good oh, show, too. too. Um, except, I I don't know what it is about Pub Rock, but their shit is a little, uh, I don't know. Like, they got something going on with their sound system to where it's too loud. And it shouldn't be that way with all the high-dollar shit that they have. So, I mean, maybe I'm too old. You know, if you're too, if it's too loud, you're too old. But it, it, you know, like, it's it's just, when something's too loud, it's fucking just all blends together, and it sounds like dog shit. Like, you gotta, you gotta balance that shit out. I think part of that is just years of shows <laughs> for, for all of us. Like, I mean, I, if you ask any of the guys in Play for Blood, we'll all tell you that none of us can fucking hear anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. can't hear, can't hear, can't hear shit anymore. Like, I've gotta go, huh? Like every time Alyssa asks me something, like fucking, I'll have to like double take yeah. and ask her the same question six goddamn times because <laughs> I can't hear a, fuck, a fucking word she's saying. But yeah, I mean, that's that's just years of, you know, speakers in your fucking face, you know, yeah. playing in front of crowds and everything. Yeah, yeah, your hearing will start to go, man. I mean, I've actually smartened up. Every, every time we play and rehearse now, I put those little fucking ear things in because I'm yeah. trying to save what little hearing I have left. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, right, it, gets, about, it gets rough. What? What about what about Cash? Um, yeah, favorite you know, shows. You know, man, I saw I saw some. Uh, God, I saw some great shows this year. I know. Um, you, I, you know, I mean, honestly, tippy tippy top. You know, if it weren't for that goddamn fire that was out in the field, freaking the you know, killed <laughs> three songs, a Slipknot kill switch, because that's you know, I mean, I got to see two of my top three favorite bands of all time you know yeah. on the same bill which i mean if if corn had been there i'd have fucking come over that all over that goddamn crowd yeah like i mean yeah, but, <laughs> uh, no slip slip yeah slipknot slipknot corn was uh, not slipknot corn slipknot kill switch was definitely up there that was one of my favorites um 
Corn was great. Um, I didn't give two shits about seeing Stained. Uh, yeah. Did not care whatsoever um, because a lot of Aaron Lewis's stuff is just politically motivated. I don't want to hear that whenever I'm listening to music, man. Yeah. I just want to hear the music. It's like, and so, it's like a lot of people have that problem with the anti-flag because they go on these rants in between their very songs. Very political, yeah. And it's like, dude, all yeah. right, just play more music or be funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Like, um, if I had a third one, it'd probably be Mark Rebele. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Um, he does a lot of like random shit on freaking YouTube. Like he'll just loop music and like throw flows over the top of it. It's hilarious stuff. Me and Alyssa went and saw him live over at uh, the Van Buren, and that show was it. It's like somebody dropped a fucking bomb on the Van Buren. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Nice. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to Corn uh, and System of a Down? Dude, I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to pay for that ticket. Like I didn't. I've seen I'm them trying both. To, I'm trying to corn. get my dad to buy the tickets, man, because I really want to go. Shit, I'm, well, I'm I didn't that. think that there was no justification for me to spend a hundred dollars on the nosebleed seats. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need. No, I'm, I'm not spending that. That's that's a hundred dollars for one ticket. A hundred bucks. Yeah. And I mean, course. despite the fact that I love both of those bands, I mean, System of a Down typically plays like. I know you. Fuck. They. <laughs> They usually play, I mean, the last time I saw System, they played like 25 songs. Like, they had a yeah. long, long set. It was like a two-hour set. Yeah, I remember um, somebody saying that, you know, because their songs are so short, you get a shitload of their songs, you know, Yeah. live. They played, they played basically, they played like half of Hypnotized, most of Mesmerized, played like six or seven songs off of Toxicity. Oh, yeah. uh, did some of the first album stuff, did a couple tunes off of Steal This Album. Like, yeah, they, they pretty much give you the full journey that you get yeah. with System of a Down. Like, I mean, they don't disappoint live. So for anybody considering going to that show, if you haven't seen System of a Down, and I'm talking to the audience right now, but if you haven't and seen Geo. System of a Down and Geo, the audience and Geo, you haven't seen them, spend the money to go check them out because it's definitely worth your time it's worth the time and energy you're gonna put into seeing that show because system of a down that's a it's one of those once in a lifetime sort of bands that you get to see that you're like man i'll put that up there and i'll tell my kids about the time that i got to see them um it's like you know seeing van halen or fucking tool or you know one of those bands you know right. what i mean um yeah no they're amazing live and corn is one of the most consistent live bands of all time they've never had a bad show Did ever system ever. of a down is kind of responsible for me being punk rock and i could see that it's it's kind of weird but like i liked them so much growing up and then once i actually started to pay attention to like what they're telling me on mesmerized yeah. and hypnotized and stuff like that i started to agree with it like yeah i, I get it i understand i feel this way i've, I've been feeling this way and you know just kind of like you know Fuck the establishment, the, don't trust the government, it's all a big show, propaganda, all that yep. that they sing about. And, uh, you know, it kind of got me in the direction of, like, where do I find more music that 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 touches on these topics? And yeah, that's absolutely. where I, you know, fell in love with punk rock um, very early. <laughs> in my teenage years, my pre-teens, if you will... But yeah, I would say System of a Down has a, a big part in that responsibility, which is... I could see that. 
for me, like that, that, you know, fuck the system that, you know, anti-political anthem. It was always system and fucking rage against the machine. Like those were the two. Yeah. I'm not a huge rage fan, but I do like some rage stuff. Um, but yeah, those are those two bands, you know, you're talking about the most politically driven rock band or anti-politics or anti-establishment of all time. It's probably Rage Against yeah. the Machine. Um, See, I wasn't, that's damn near. I wasn't allowed to listen to that. Like, and it's, it yeah. sounds really weird because I listened to whatever the fuck I wanted growing up pretty much for the most part. Yeah. But my dad, he's one of the biggest music influences in my entire life. He showed me a lot of the shit that I know today. And yeah. when I was like five, uh, and he, my stepdad, when he came into my life when I was about five years old, he got me a boombox and the Sublime self-titled album for my birthday. And That's awesome. For a five-year-old to have the Sublime self-titled album is kind of, you know, crazy. They're talking about, you know, yeah. some crazy shit. But for some reason, wasn't, wasn't Date Rape on the freaking self-titled? No, Date Rape was on there. No, no that went on the self-titled. That was on. Yeah. That's right, 40 Ounces Freedom. Yeah, but, that's but right. But still, I mean, the first song is Garden Grove, you know, and, and yeah. that one's still pretty rough. And, you know, the, the Annie's 12 years old and Tim Marshall be a whore. That one's yeah. on there. So, wrong way? Uh, yeah, wrong way. So, basically, like, around the same time, I remember my dad being like, oh, uh, there's this other band, check them out. And he showed me um, uh, Bulls on Parade. And I was like, holy oh, yeah. shit, yeah. because up until that point, I'd only known, speaking of Camel Country 108, I'd only known 90s country, because that's all my mom listened to. So she wasn't yeah. trying to show me other shit. She just listened to her music, and that's all I knew and heard. I was obsessed with Dwight Yoakam. He was my fucking guy. Still is. So, I still like Dwight. Yeah, I like Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> so, you know, fast forward a little bit, meet my father, or my dad. And he gives me the self-titled album, Sublime. Totally blows my mind. And then he starts showing me shit like Limp Bizkit. Uh, like I yeah. said, Rage Against the Machine was in there. And I think that's where he like drew his own line. He was like, all right, you can't listen to the rest of this album. Like, this is too much. And to me, I'll never understand that till the day I die. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like, get that either. <laughs> how is Sublime, where they're talking about meth, cooking meth, and fucking... And jerking off and burritos and all this other crazy random shit. I love burritos. But I can't, I can't, like, I can't listen to, like, you know, people, like, fuck this system. (laughs) I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah. My parents wouldn't let me listen to Nine Inch Nails when I was a kid because he was talking about sex. Like fucking Trent Reznor spends a lot of time talking about fucking, yeah. which is a lot you of know, sexual Marilyn, shit. Mar- Marilyn Manson does the same goddamn thing, but I don't listen to Marilyn Manson anymore for different reasons because he's yeah. a fucking jackass. Um, so one of my biggest inspirations growing up of all time is Eminem, and I tricked my, my mom and my grandma into thinking and it worked for a little while but they thought that Eminem was like an educational church group because that's how I pitched it to them right because my grandma got those catalogs where you pay for like four CDs and they give you 12 or some yeah. shit like that like a penny for 12 CDs or something yeah, like some, that yeah those, those, uh, publisher shit. clearinghouse or whatever the hell it was like yeah 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 I know what you're talking about so I got, I got that 
And I, I remember I circled all the Eminem albums that were on there, and I think it was just Slim Shady LP and Marshall Mathers LP were out at that point. That's that would have that would have been it. It was just those first two records. Yeah. yeah. So back then I circled them, and my grandma's like, "What's Eminem?" And I I told her the same thing that I told my mom. Like, yeah, it's just this group. They're they're kind of out of the church, but they they're more educational for like you know kids my age, just teaching us all about the world. And, and they were like, fuck, yeah, dude, sign that shit up. Like, fucking order. How do I order 10 of them? You know? So I'm like, all right, <laughs> that worked. And then I've kind of fucked myself on this one because not long afterwards, we're, we're writing, uh, you know, from Gaisila to Payson is a bit of a drive. And it's all quiet in the car. And I, I look up at my mom and I'm like, mom, what's a clitoris? And she fucking <laughs> <laughs> the fucking car almost goes off the road. Oh, and uh, fuck, that's good. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I told my I told on myself. She she found out. Uh, imagine, She's like, where did you hear imagine, that? Imagine grandma listening to Bonnie and Clyde or Kill You or Cam oh, yeah. or fucking Kid Kim is the shit. <laughs> One of the most brutal Eminem songs I've ever yeah. heard. We talked about murdering his fucking wife. Like, yeah. oh my god. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a great <laughs> song, but yeah, it's just really fucked up. Isn't that why Kim left him? Like, she left him because he wrote that song. Like, I swear that's the story that I heard. That she left him because she heard Kim for the first time. He talked about tying her up and throwing her in the fucking. Yeah. Truck. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, did Lance tell you that? That was the Bonnie and Clyde, and then there's the and then there's the Kim one. So who knows? Like she just yeah. left. They've gotten together and left and broke up so many fucking times. Like thousand thousand. Times. Talk about a yeah. toxic public relationship, dude. That that one right the, there. It's the worst. Fucking white people, man. Yeah. <sighs> white people. Speaking of white people, Rody, you piece of dog shit, motherfucking limp biscuit hating motherfucker. I love Limp Biscuit. <laughs> don't lie. I don't know why he's saying it, but I agree with him. You better get the table. I'm getting the table. I got you the table, sir. I got That's, you the table. You better, you pile of dog bitch. All right. <laughs> JR. Fuck. JR's back. Is back. We had a JR we had a, is uh, back. We had a good dynamite last night. Last night was December 29th, 2021, the last dynamite to air on TNT for now. I mean, they may move back in the future, but for now. Let's see, isn't it? JR is back. Uh they're yeah, back. You know. They were also back in Daly's place as Cash and I were yep. talking uh, in the chat. Kind of had a homecoming feel to it. Correct. It's like they went home. That's 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 how it felt. It's like Daly's place is AEW's home base. That's their base of operations. So yeah, it just felt like they went home. Yeah. So the night started off with a five on five tag team. Holy shit. A ten man. Great man. Uh great I thought it was a great match. Uh to quote Rody, great match for half the roster being in it. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's a lot of fucking people. There's a lot of body parts, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of moves going on. A lot of moving pieces. It was hard to, yeah, I was. I mean, I was. I'm not mad at it whatsoever. I enjoyed it when I got. There's a lot of, a lot of realized what was going on. 
It's a lot of storyline implications coming out of that match. At some yeah. point, I didn't realize who was tagged in and who wasn't. It's so hard to like keep track of who's legal sometimes in AEW. Yes. Like in a ten, really especially in a ten man. Yeah, especially in a ten man tag. Yeah. Where it's it's well, harder to decipher who the hell the legal man is in the match. So I feel like it had a kind of like an attitude era kind of vibe to kind of piggyback off of what Cash just mentioned, where all these storylines are interwoven into one match. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking cool because you had what you had FTR and who else? Who was the teams? Um, it was uh, Jurassic Express with uh, Ray Phoenix and... Uh, uh, the Lucha and, uh, Brothers and Christian. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and Chris, well, yeah. I mean, technically, fucking Christians in the Jurassic uh, Express, I, I, basically, yeah. basically. Yeah. So yeah, th those that five. Then you had Dax and Cash with um, um, Wardlow and was, JF. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't it was, Wardlow. It was, it was uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, oh, and Matt yeah, Hardy yeah, and, and Private Party. Private Party. And My bad. Private Party. Yeah. That's it. There's so many motherfucking people in the ring. We, I forgot that we can't. We match. yeah, we can't even fucking remember who the hell was in the match. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did do a very good job at um, keeping it entertaining and not too sloppy. Because you know, with how many people there were, it was there were some good spots, some well distinguished yeah. um, stories going on. And yeah, I mean, great fucking solid match for <laughs> for a car crash. Well Fallout from that was uh, what it's going to be: uh, Jurassic Express versus uh, Penta and uh, Ray next week, isn't that for the for the tag tag titles, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it looks at, that's it, next week. The Fallout basically the finish was uh, Christian tagged himself in when Pentagon was going for his finisher. Yeah, and then Pentagon didn't take very kindly to that. And it, yeah, it looks like it's set up for maybe Pentagon and Christian, but they did, in fact, uh, challenge later in the show. They they challenged uh, for the titles next week. First show on TBS, getting a tag team title match. I'm fucking down with it. Christian popped me because he sat there and called uh, the Lucha Brothers two pieces of shit. And yeah. So went in, called them two pieces of shit, and so they went into business for themselves. Or like, dipshit yeah, or something you, like that. He's like, you these did, two yeah, dipshits. You, you, you dipshits went into business for yeah. yourselves. Like, it was funny. That yeah, was really funny. I fucking popped. I love seeing that natural just like, I'm so pissed I'm going to cuss right here. You know, like, they you lose that, that professionalism. Yeah. Only do it in AEW. So... Next, moving on, uh, 2.0 versus Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. A lot of history with those, you know, with that group, the Eddie Kingston and formerly known as LAX, did a lot together yes. in Impact. Um, nothing really to shake a stick at about that except for Jericho no. returning with his pyro running. Pyro. <laughs> that and Sant Santana looking exactly like Jeff Hardy. Like that, <laughs> yeah. That's that's. The that was the other thing about that match is Santana was dressed exactly like Jeff Hardy. What did I say? It was like Jeff Hardy and fucking... Ooh, <laughs> I can't even remember the joke. Like, something about Jeff Hardy and some other goddamn guy freaking having a baby in Juarez. Yeah, like and something, Juarez. Something, yeah. Yeah, Juarez, Mexico. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I despise 2.0, so I don't yeah. really give a crap anytime those guys are involved in a match. I could really, really care less. They but, need to I go mean, back I, to dark. I do like, yeah, they need to go, they need to go back to Sunday Night Heat, dude. 
or WCW Saturday <laughs> Night or some, some shit. Like, yeah, get get them on Velocity. Get them out of my life because so, I really don't. Uh, the finish to that one there uh, was with Ortiz actually getting hurt, um, and or was it Santana? I think it was Santana. It was one of the two. I think it was. Died, yeah. Basically, Jericho came in, and it looks like another possible setup to an angle between there. We have Kingston and Jericho this time. Jericho kind of had those vibes of like, you know, my boy was in your care, and this happened to him, type of deal. Um. So, shit. I mean, I'm down with the Jericho and Eddie Kingston feud. That's gonna and, be good on the mic. Eddie's such an anomaly. It, it's it's so crazy watching him do what he does. Because Eddie just... It's like he's the anti-hero. Like, he gets into it with face guys when Eddie is clearly a face. But these are the guys that he's facing off with consistently. It's exactly. the same thing with yeah. CM Punk and the same thing with Jericho. To where Eddie's not one of those guys that's, you know... I mean, he's the heel in the situation because he's so over with the crowd. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I think it was Ringo that said freaking Kingston looks like a guy that you just pulled out of the crowd and threw into a fucking, you know, yeah. the ring. It's but like a guy I that mean, asks you for a cigarette outside of Circle K. Yeah, he cuts a great, he cuts a great <laughs> promo. He cuts a great promo, and you know what? He's not the most technically gifted wrestler in the world, but he tells a great story in the ring. And that's the credit I'll always give Eddie Kingston, that he said, he, yeah. Yeah, tells a good t- <laughs> tells a great story. So basically, I whenever Rhodey has a question or think something to say, he throws up the Dark Order, which is appropriate because you got the Brody Lee shirt on. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead, Rhodey. Uh, um, no, I go was, ahead, Rhodey. I love how how fucking Kingston talks so much shit. He's talking shit, talking shit. And he gets all into the, and he gets his ass kicked every yeah, fucking time. Every time, yeah. every time he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> you have a mouth at your body, like you cannot. Like, his ass can't yeah. cash, dude. Yeah, but it's, yeah. but it's that's like why I, I know like, you hate Limp Biscuit because you couldn't even get that quote right. But it's like I, I said last night. Over here, it happens. I, I could one thousand percent see Jericho putting him over because Jericho's that kind of guy, and he's done that yeah. so much in his career, dude. Like Jericho how, has consistently make... put guys over. How does that make uh, um, what's the guy from 2.0 the the not the the, two, the tag team guy but Daniel Garcia? Daniel Garcia. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna make that guy look like a fucking god if fucking Kingston beats uh, uh, Jericho. Jericho because uh, you can get lucky in numerous times, but then if Kingston beats Jericho, it's like what? Like I fully I expect I, I fully Kings? expect Eddie Kingston to beat Chris Jericho though, because like I said, Jericho's just that guy. He's been putting people over for twenty years because yeah. Jericho doesn't need the rub, man. He doesn't need it. That guy's done literally everything you could possibly do in the yes. business. He's you know, been in every the major most, company there is, except yeah. for the Impact. You know, maybe maybe the most decorated intercontinental champion of all time, freaking one of the, the first undisputed champion, multi-time freaking tag champion, first AEW world champion. Like, I mean, the guy is just done so much, you know, that you can't Jericho don't need the rub. And he knows that he yeah. knows that he's like, I don't need anybody to get me over. I am over. I'm fucking I'm Chris Jericho. For yeah. Christ's sake. Yeah. Freaking, I don't need the rub. Yep, no, I completely agree. 
I completely agree, and I think that is going to be a great feud. Um, I can't wait to see it come to life. Next, MJF's promo. Fucking, you know that's must-see TV every fucking time. Money. Every single time. Money. So he starts off by mentioning the bidding war of 2024. You know what that is? (laughs) Yep. Stupid. I I popped. I I think it's awesome because it's real. He's really means it. So like his contract is up for the people that don't know. His contract is up 2024 and he's alluding to an actual bidding war between wrestling companies, most notably WWE, AEW. AEW. Yep. I don't see any version of this where he goes to WWE. I just don't see it. I don't see it because he... He gets to be a version of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. But, I mean, the problem with WWE is is that, I mean, it's like Moxley said in his book, which, I mean, if you haven't checked out the Moxley book, freaking, it's it's definitely worth the read. You know, he said that he felt like his balls were cut off in WWE. That he wasn't allowed to cut his own promos, that everything he had to do was off of a script. You know, to where he wasn't allowed to do his own thing. That's like that whole Roman Reigns saying suffering succotash or whatever the hell it was. That's a Vince line. Clearly a Vince yeah. line. But MJF doesn't get to be MJF in WWE. You know, so, he's uh yeah. I, I have a theory. Uh I get I get that. But so alright, so <laughs> you have the term uh, no. you know. Thank you, Rody. Thank you. You have I the term sorry. <laughs> turn bless you, how about that? So you have the term "turn chicken shit into chicken salad," commonly used in in the in the world of wrestling. So, obviously, Ambrose, aka Moxley, spent the majority, actually, probably his entire WWE career, turning chicken shit into chicken salad, doing the best he could possibly do with it. He had enough. MJF, I feel like, is so good and so young and on a national level now to where if he were to make the jump to WWE, I feel like it would be easy for him to adjust his character to really, and and it would almost be a challenge for him too, which I think that I feel like strongly enough that I have so much faith in him that he's so good that he would find a way to cut promos and get real heat in the WWE while still being PG. He'd he'd be able to do it, but I mean the problem that you get with WWE so often is that they take guys like him, they take guys with top level potential, guys that can go could go straight to the top. The only guy they didn't fuck that up with in recent memory is probably AJ Styles. Right. But even now, he's he's in the he mid-card, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they fucked him up at the end, but, I mean, it, his initial run, guy's a two-time world champion. He's had the freaking U.S. belt a couple times, intercontinental te- champion a couple times. Yeah. But, the, I mean, with MJF, my worry is, is that the first fucking thing they'll do is they'll put him with the Miz in a goddamn tag team or some stupid yeah. shit like that, you know, I, where it's it's just immediately, you know, see that- keep him out of the, the main event. That speaks more to my faith in MJF. I don't feel like he would let that happen. He's so fucking crisp. He's so polished. He's good in the ring. He's fucking phenomenal on the mic. He stays in character 24-7. 
any which is my favorite my favorite thing about him anytime you see him whether it's on camera or literally walking it's across not a the street if your life is. dude like he Give that little he kid lives the, the fucking gimmick yeah. dude <laughs> so I feel like he he's just one of those once in a lifetime performers that if he went to the WWE he wouldn't he would command it he wouldn't he wouldn't let it happen like there's no way in hell that he's going to be watered down like he MJF can, is he what can see it is coming what, a mile away and he also has the ability to swat it away he's what Roddy Piper was 35 years ago or whatever it is freaking that's that's the vibe that you get from MJF yeah. I feel like MJF has said that that Roddy Piper was one of his biggest influences because I mean yeah. in my opinion Piper is one of the greatest heels of all time um, oh, yeah. one of the one of the greatest talkers of all time freaking but yeah Piper is a great guy to emulate your career off of outside of the fact that Piper was never a world champion Absolutely. which is still fucking still fucking insane to me that Piper was never a world champion well but. that's a perfect example of a guy who never needed it like you're talking about no, with Piper's, Jericho yeah. like he's he's over he's he's fucking one of the most talked about wrestlers of all time yeah. was in Hollywood created one of the most fucking iconic movie lines movie quotes of all time the um I'm here for an ass kicking er I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum all out of bubble gum that yep. was, that was ad-libbed that wasn't even they scripted you know they live that is one of uh one <clears throat> of my favorite horror comedies fucking that is a. Uh... Yeah, that's that's Roddy Piper at his best, dude. But, but that, yeah, that's like uh, one of the most quoted fucking movie quotes of all time, dude. And it's fucking ever. Roddy Piper. Yep. It's not even yep. like the biggest actor. It's fucking Roddy Piper. He's from our neighborhood, right? The yep. wrestling neighborhood. But yeah, so <clears throat> uh, bidding war. I think fuck. I'm I'm intrigued now. I, I kind of want to see if he went went to WWE. What would happen? I mean, I'm not gonna put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby. But yeah, don't put that evil on him. If he does, shit, I know he would fucking he would he would not sink, he would float. I hope uh, so. I hope. To finish up the promo of MJF, uh, more we're seeing more cracks in the foundation of Wardlow and MJF. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't wait for basically that saying if if Wardlow wins a title, he has to immediately uh, relinquish it, it MJF. to MJF. Yeah. And it's in the contract. They had smart Mark Sterling come in and read the contract to him. Uh, I, yeah. I think I feel like I mentioned this the last time we talked about Wardlow, but it gives off those Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels vibes from the yes. early 90s. You know, that's the vibe that you get is that fucking Nash was Michaels' fucking heavy, you know, and he yep. eventually turned on him and became, you know, world champion. Yeah. That's the vibe that's I classic. get from Wardlow. I mean, Wardlow's think of, needs to happen. Think it will. Uh, it's, it's going to. Remember because... Tomko and Christian in TNA? Same thing. Yeah, yeah. T Tyson Tomko. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, but that's the same, same general vibe. And it's worked, dude. That formula has worked so many times that I mean, I think Tony Khan looked at it and went, Fuck, "Yeah, why change it? Like yeah. it's worked repeatedly. Fucking have this guy fucking just be a." a killer in the ring an absolute fucking monster have him destroy everybody but he's still this fucking dude's sidekick until he's finally had enough of his shit and fucking decides to powerbomb him through a table which is, i feel is 100 gonna happen yep. wardlow's just like i said yesterday wardlow has 
that it factor. He does, 100%. You can see it written all over him. And I feel like he's one of those guys that's going to be the future of AEW. Yeah. One, one, yeah, one of those names. And, like, we'll start to see, like, here in a little bit, uh, you actually, we get his match. But um, the end of fucking MJF's promo basically says that he's gunning for the TNT and AEW championship. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Wardlow versus the legendary Colin Delaney. Uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that whole match, but the icon Colin Delaney made his appearance on AEW Dynamite and got powerbombed 16 fucking times <laughs> in a squash match against yeah. Wardlow. Lost it in like 45 seconds or some shit. Like, yeah, it was it was over almost immediately. <laughs> Almost immediately. Yeah. Poor Colin Delaney. Poor Colin Delaney. But hey, man, if you're gonna be, you know, if you're gonna give another guy a rub, you know, fucking at least it's against Wardlow. <laughs> yeah. Like dude. you're getting your ass, you're getting your ass kicked by a freaking giant. Like you know, I mean, <laughs> you just gotta yeah. take six power bombs. Yeah, you gotta take six power bombs. But 16. you know, like so, sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, Colin Delaney is another one of those guys that he's been there, done it all. You don't, you don't really yeah. need to, to, to. <laughs> You don't need to go over. Uh, did you guys did you guys catch his entrance music? No, I didn't. <laughs> he didn't have an entrance, bro. I don't think he had an entrance. I'm pretty sure he didn't have an entrance. He might have had an entrance, but it wasn't on TV. It was during commercial break. <laughs> during commercial break. <laughs> Not even picture in picture. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so uh, next we had the Young Bucks yeah. and Adam Cole. Okay, so we had. Basically, undisputed era time. with uh, the Young Bucks all in the same frame. Adam Cole standing in the middle. Um, he basically asks everybody to clear out so that he can talk to Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. They basically say they have, you know, it's it's obvious that they have unfinished business, which I think is fucking awesome that they're carrying it over from NXT. They the branched it thing. over. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. It's the last thing we saw from that. I like that how AEW does that. Um, they did talk about it. Actually, Izzy called on Busted Open today and talked about how um, she likes the carryover of that storyline, and then Bully Ray pointed out the carryover from Malachi Black, you know, a.k.a. Alistair Black, getting his eye fucked up from Rey Mysterio, then yeah. shows up in AEW with a fucked up eye. Love that. I love that. that I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's legit. I yeah. didn't, didn't even... Didn't even put that together, but yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah, they, um, they're just keeping the world of pro wrestling like relevant, you know, like everything well, I mean, happened, for the, and we're not going to ignore it. For the people that don't really watch NXT, you know, one of the last big feuds for Adam Cole before he left was with him and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, and they had some fucking some legitimate classic freaking matches, you know, against one another. Yeah, but that's that a the good whole carryover. Uh, yeah, that's the whole carryover with them talking about how they're still heat. But like I was saying last night, freaking if I'm Adam Cole, and you got a ch Adam Bebe, if you got a choice, I mean, I'm I'm just such a fan of the undisputed era, and Steven gives me shit about it all fucking day, man. Like I mean, he really does. Sorry, Ooh. me back, me back, me back. Me, motherfucker. Gives me shit about Bebe. Put the guns away. <laughs> Sorry, giving shoot, throwing out shoot names. Um, no, he gives me shit about it all the time, but no, I mean, I, I think Undisputed Era is one of the greatest factions in the, at least the last decade. 
you know, just my personal opinion. I think the elite yeah. is up there too. But I mean, Jesus Christ, dude! If you look at the undisputed era, they were just so dominant. Yeah. Friggin', I mean, they dominated NXT. They had all of it. Everything. They had all the gold. Can all argue. the gold. Yep. Not they did le- le- legitimately had all the gold at one point. All the gold that was available yep. on NXT. Red Dragon and was they carried uh, it for a while. Um, Roderick was what North American champion. Yeah, Roderick was North American champion. Cole was the NXT champion, and Red Dragon was the tag champion. Yep. So yeah, they, they yeah was... they had it all. Yep. Which I don't know why they're called Red Dragon when one of the guys a fish, but I digress. All right. So, <laughs> uh, unfinished business there. It's cool to see. Uh, basically, the last little thing that was said there was O'Reilly said, "Let's see if you have my back," because I know Bobby yep. does. So we'll see, and. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss it later, but I have some thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Next, yeah. Dan Lambert cut his promo. Uh, that guy just gets it, man. Like, he, he knows does. how to fucking generate heat. And I hate him so much. He's one of the best promo guys in the business, though. He really is. Yeah, he is. One of the he best is. promo guys in the business. And that's why I hate him, because he does his job so well. So, do you so guys weird. remember when we first started seeing him on TV, and I asked in the group chat, do you guys think this is uh, like AEW's Paul Heyman? Do yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, rem- I remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, last night, fucking Brandy came out and said the f- one thing that she's ever said that I liked come out of her mouth. <laughs> and that was basically the line about him being a less famous Paul Heyman. Like, yeah. that shit popped me. And I was like, see, I'm not the only one that you know realize the connection there i actually thought brandy's promo work last night was solid i mean outside of the i'm a black bitch line which was a little weird i think yeah. the media was the one black was, belt <laughs> i'm a you're a black belt it. i'm a black bitch yeah i mean it I was, th- you know I... yeah i mean media was the one that pointed it out and he was like that's a little fucking weird like yeah but i mean i thought brandy's promo work last night was actually pretty fucking good like and I don't like Brandy Rhodes at all, even a little bit. Yeah, but same. I thought that she, I thought she did a really good job on the mic, especially against a guy like Dan Lambert, who just who fucking he came from MMA, but that guy yeah. just gets it. Well, like, and he and understood. like he even threw one back and was like, actually, I prefer prefer Jim Cornette, which a lot of yeah. people are like. <laughs> He's more like Jim yeah. Cornette than Paul Heyman, which I get that too. Like he's very. I get more of a. Yeah. I get more of a Jim Cornette than than a Paul Heyman with Dan Lambert. Now the reason I say Jim is because Jim is so Southern, and that's yeah. kind of what you get with Lambert, where freaking Paul Heyman feels very New York. You know well, what I'm saying? Like the, he's, he's, so, I feel like Dan Lambert has Paul Heyman's voice with uh, Jim Cornette's attitude and mind, like. Cause he's got yeah. the whole the scraggly voice that you don't really want to fucking hear anymore, and it yeah. goes on for way too long, you know. Hey, don't stress your voice out like that. You have a show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking do that. Be careful. So, just, it's it's fine. I'll just fucking pig squeal all night tomorrow. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> he's kind of like that fucking scraggly voice that it just irritates you but what he's saying is so good that it's like so good must listen (laughs) so the end of the segment i thought was ass and i want to say 
Dustin Rhodes. Hall of Famer for sure, right? One of the Legendary. greatest ever. One Fucking of the greatest player. ever. One of the greatest ever to lace up a pair of boots. How does a double hammer fist to the back of the head knock him out for the rest of the evening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they, they snuck up behind him, boop, and he's out like a ref. Is he a ref now? Is he a referee? It, do it, it doesn't like, make any sense. Like, I remember that fucking street fight it was dustin and oh, <laughs> he, well, he was he was gold dust gold oh. dust at the time it was gold dust against roddy piper in like 96 in a fucking street fight that just went everywhere yeah. like uh, the, one one of the best street fights ever but yeah a dub, it just it didn't make a, a bit of goddamn yeah. sense like that it just took him out like are you shitting me like that was <laughs> it's like dustin uh, rhodes that was like a Saturday Night Live status end to a, a segment, like where they yeah. just they had no idea how to end it, and they're like, "Well, just fucking, boom!" And then I'll go down, and it was like, "No, don't like why you're legendary. A fucking one little tap to the back of the fucking of your back is gonna put you out for that long." I didn't like it. It didn't make any sense. No, it didn't make any sense. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. At, I mean, at first I was like, "Oh, smoke break." But I I don't know, man. Jade's got some fucking moves. Rody, join the Dark Order. I enjoyed Thunder Rosa's fucking outfit. She's coming out as X twenty three. I was like, that was sick. And I think you were dope. the only other one to get that reference. Whenever I fucking oh, yeah. brought it up, it's like, I, dude, she I came out. She came out. She's like, she nah. came out with the X twenty three clause. Which, if you don't yeah. know, X twenty three. X twenty three is. Wolverine's daughter in the comic oh, like, so and, and, yeah. and and in the and, and in the movie. So in, instead of the three claws, she's got two claws that come out. And that's what One Thunder was foot. rocking whenever she walked out. She I had the get two it, claws. Man. That's why I was like, oh shit, the X twenty three reference. That is sick. It was really so cool. dope. So yeah, she should have won. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not not just by her outfit. She should have won because she's a better fucking wrestler. I yeah. don't know, man. I, okay, yes, she is. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> she's clearly a, because Jade is still new. But I, Jade I see what is they not because they want a they want a big they want like they want a uh, like a heel versus a face. Dude, plus Argos, she's a bit bigger than fucking all the other talent. Listen, just seems right. Jade is young. She's green. She's new. But she is not bad. Like, she is picking it up quick. And she looks convincing. No, no. Like, her moves are, are good. Like, she's not botchy. My, my no. issue with Jade Cargill is Sometimes. that she, ma she, made it, <laughs> she made it racial, it's man. And that, that's, that's what frustrated <laughs> me so much is whenever she came out and she said that, oh, they're booing me because I'm black. That was the most ridiculous fucking nonsense I, I've ever heard i was like I, she oh, said that on. yes she came out and said that they're that. booing her because she, yeah that was an article from like three weeks ago oh my but God. they said that she came out and she said that oh the crowd boos me because are you shitting me the show <laughs> must go on. Get the are you joking? we're trying to have a goddamn vegetarian episode <laughs> I knew, I knew he was going to do that. He leaves immediately. I knew he was going to do that. Son of a bitch. Fucking Meatbag makes his goddamn 
cameo in his own podcast. Oh, what a piece oh, of shit. I, I wish we were doing the video so so the audience could see what just happened. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been awesome. He just, he just pops in out of fucking nowhere and leaves a dickhead. <laughs> I knew I knew he was gonna do some shit like that. So did I. I was fully expecting him to jump in at some point. Like I was waiting for him to. Do yeah. Oh man. I lost so, I lost my train of thought because of that dick. Fucking goddamn uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know that Jade had actually said that. That's that kind of yeah, makes yeah. me wonder. Like, she, why would she made she made the statement that that it was racially motivated? That's why the crowd is booing her, which I thought was just fucking insane. It's like, dude, a crowd's not gonna. They're not booing you because you're black. Like this is a wrestling crowd, man. Freaking, yeah, it's not not how it works. They're booing you because they don't like your character. Or they don't like what you represent, not yeah. because of the color of your skin. Like that's 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 nonsense. Absolutely yeah. fucking nonsense. She and I would say she represents just like the female version of one of those beasts, like a Goldberg, a Brock Lesnar, where. Like, yeah. you see them get pushed straight to the top because of their size and their physique. But I, I will be there to make the argument that she's actually fucking... She's training, man. She's She can work. Um, I'm pissed that Thunder won't be advancing, but I can actually... I can see Cargill probably going the tournament and going the distance and becoming the inaugural TBS champion. I feel like Tony is so enamored with with ruby that i don't see any version of that where ruby loses like because tony tony has made it very clear that he considers ruby one of his like his top top stars like freaking that's how he views her yeah and i mean rightfully so you know because that's right. what ruby is he's a fucking top star you know but i don't see any i mean ruby obviously was gonna lose the world title because it's you know it's not lose it but lose that match because it's not time to take it off of Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. It's not time to take it off of her. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely not time to take it off of her. She needs no. to hold that belt for a while longer. But I mean, Ruby winning the TBS title—that's realistic. Yeah. I can see that happening. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, that has been the option for me. Is like, okay, she comes in, has an immediate match with fucking th uh, Britt Baker. But yep. you, like you just said, you don't want to get the title off her yet. Let her have a good fucking long, lengthy run. What are we gonna do with Ruby So or Ruby Riot? Well, or no Ruby, Ruby Soho. Soho. You had it right. Fuck, the first I keep time. doing that. I always correct right myself when I get it right. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. What are we gonna do with her? What are we gonna do with her? She's one of our biggest stars. Well, we do have this little tournament coming up. It makes sense. That that's been my fucking idea the the whole time. Like, okay, they're gonna put it on, you know, on her. Last night yeah, was you the, have to. last night was the first time that I thought to myself, Jade might actually win, because they're very high on her too. Like, but the problem she's is she's got a big having... entrance. Most of the time, she's like on rampage. Like, they try to make her like a big deal. You're too top female belts do you really want both of them on two heels because as much as everybody likes Britt baker she's still a heel yeah she still is maybe they'll you know? turn her. so so i mean having tina turner these yeah, tina turner. <laughs> is your two top female belts like your two top women's belts like i don't see a version where both of those fucking straps are helped by two heels 
Like, I mean, I, it just seems more realistic to me that they would end up putting that belt on Ruby, which I still think is going to yeah. happen. I still think it's going to be Ruby. Um, would it I'm shock me if Jade... Sure. Yeah. Would it shock me if Jade won it? No, it wouldn't shock me, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. I think it's going to be Ruby next week on TBS. All right. So, Punk comes out, cuts his first promo in Daly's place. Yep. Um. I, I wanted to say, anyone who doubts Punk or say that he's lost a step is fucking stupid. Yeah, like I agree. Like, that guy just knows how to do it. Like, he gets out there, grabs the mic, no fucking script. You know he don't do that shit. He might have a couple ideas that he's going to spout off, but that's it. Like, just solid. Um, <clears throat> Basically goes out there and says that the MJF feud isn't over. But it's going to be, you know, moved to the back burner, kind of on low heat. Not going to be the, the prevalent story on, on uh, Dynamite like it has been. But it's still going to be there and slow cook. I like that. I think it's it, 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 it definitely gives it a slow burn vibe. Because honestly, if you're going to do Punk versus MJF, you want that on a pay-per-view. Because yep. that's, that's a pay-per-view quality match. And the next pay per view isn't until what the end of March. It's it's, it's yeah. It's not Mid-March. it's not full gear. What's 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 the next one? Is it Revolution? Uh, Revolution is in is in mid March. So yeah, I mean you you do need to do a slow burn with that. And the way that Punk was kind of what he was kind of alluding to was that he wanted to be world champion also. Yeah. So I I think eventually Punk is going to throw his his hat into the ring so to speak you know where yeah. I, I i think i think given enough time because i mean honestly i could see danielson becoming world champion eventually but like i said yesterday i think it, it would not shock me to see cm punk become world champion before brian danielson becomes world champion right i think if he sat there i think if he told tony hey look i'm ready to be world champion of the company tony would throw that fucking belt at him i think you would in a heartbeat yeah. I mean, shit, it's, it's CM Punk is your world champion. That yeah. that sells itself. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's a reason to watch the show. CM Punk is world Fucking champion. Right there. It'll yeah, happen. That's, oh, it he will. outright Absolutely said it last will. night. Like, I want the title. I'm not here. I want to be world champion. Know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> Rody, do you remember when we first started to see MJF and Punk and you were saying something about how it might be a little too soon? Yeah. So I remember the next like episode you had taken it back and you were like, No, I take it back. Like they're doing it right. To me, like that's that's the beauty in, in long term storytelling. People people need to give it time to breathe. Like we talk about all this time all the time on this podcast. So like here we have MJF and Punk. We get inter- introduced to the rivalry. They don't like each other. They have some verbal spouts back and forth. Don't have a match one-on-one. They do. They are involved in a tag team match together. But you're still not getting that, that one-on-one with MJF and Punk. You know, got, got a little taste of it in the tag match. <clears throat> to me, it reminds me of, like, I just picture in my mind, like, two dogs walking past each other. They don't like each other, right? And they fucking let out a couple like, but they just keep going, right? And they just keep going their separate ways. 
one day, one day, they're both gonna be off the fucking leash. One of the one's gonna catch the other one slipping, and they're gonna blah, 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 get it into it until to the death. But not that yeah, that's day. That's a good analogy. That's kind of like what this is. Yeah, the the two forces to be, you know, reckoned with. The fucking two gods on the promo, great fucking wrestlers. Every, as soon as Punk came into the business, all of us in the chat were like, please give us MJF versus CM Punk right now. Yeah. Everybody wants it. So don't give it off right away. Slow cook that shit. Slow burn. Build it up. They are doing it absolutely correctly. Walking away from it for a minute is probably the way to go. I think Let letting it go for, I don't know, not too long, man. Because, I mean, we're getting close. It's going to be... January, what two two days? So yeah. I mean, in the in the, the pay per views in March. So give it maybe a few weeks, a month. You know, just, it might, just it lay might, off. It might not lay off the gas. Come to this revolution. I mean, it might be prolonged even further, and it might be one of those feuds that just never ends. Which I would love if they just through the, great. through the entirety of Punk's career, the rest of it right now. He just is in a constant fucking feud with MJF that keeps coming back. Think of some of the classics like uh, what would be, uh, I don't know, John Cena and Edge or like, uh, I don't know, like a, I'm going to say Triple H and The Rock. Else? Triple H and The Rock, yeah, just always Triple fucking, H and The Rock. Always had problems. Austin like, on the screen. Rock. Yeah, yeah, just under Undertaker and Kane. Well, that's different, but yeah, you know, like that. Such a yeah, long I get what feud. You're yeah, just never ending, and it just keeps getting reopened. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, perfect fucking that's example. <coughs> so, yeah, I, I would love to see just all of it. I can't wait till Punk fucking the day Punk goes to retire and MJF fucks that up for him. You know, so I think I, I think Punk's got maybe another. Maybe three to five years in him. Oh, come on. Keep, maybe three to five years that he'll keep going. Because, I mean, shit, how old is he now? 40, 42, 43? Nah, like, he's, he's getting back into it, man. He took seven years off. He's finally starting to get less blown up during matches. Like, I think he's going to have a, a, a good comeback. Slow fucking steady rise to being fucking elite again. Fucking best in the we're, world. We're, Regardless of how long he goes, I think that the the long term goal or the long term plan for him is to stay with AEW. Yeah. Um, the way that I've read it, because I, I read about it recently, is that Punk is very much he's not he's not regarded the way that he used to be regarded, where a lot of people thought he was just full of himself and he had a fucking ego and yeah. that it was all about CM Punk and fuck everybody else. Apparently, they say he's not like that backstage in AEW. That he's very much considered a locker room leader, and he's somebody that you can approach if you need him to watch your matches or tell him what you're doing wrong or, you know, ask him questions. Right. Um, They said his entire attitude has just changed with AEW, like, because he's so happy to be there. Yeah. And he's so happy to be a part of the process, which I fucking love that, dude, because I'm such a big CM Punk fan, and I want him to be happy in professional wrestling and it looks like AEW is is giving him that oh yeah yeah and that's what i'm talking about too is like you're starting to see him kind of wake back up like yeah he's back but it's like does he still have it is he still the best in the world been kind of stale with the whole welcome back party and 
just fighting the, the, the young guys. We want to see him get back into the main event and possibly, yeah. like you said, win that fucking title because, come on, CM Punk it's, as your it's, champ is money. It's time to get CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. It's time to get CM Punk versus yeah. Hangman, Hangman Page. It's Moxley. time to get CM Punk versus Moxley. It's time to get CM Punk. You know what? I think the one match that I want them to wait on for a couple of years, maybe a couple of years, Danielson. is CM Punk, CM Punk and Danielson. Yep. That's the match I want to be a slow burn because that right there, that's that's match of the year type shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, well, you put and, Brian Dan And uh, that also uh, points, is uh, alludes to my point. Sorry, I can't fucking speak. Not like I have a podcast or anything. So that also helps my point out because right now uh, Brian Danielson is fucking red hot. Like he is literally the best right now. Like he best doesn't have in the world. Doesn't yep. have gold, but like he's fucking killing it and showing he's that he's best killing it. On the planet. So with that, you know, uh, let's give it a, a little while and give CM Punk time to restore back to his best in the world status. That's when we need Danielson and Punk. When, when I gotta, CM Punk is at his best. I got to point that out real quick because CM Punk dropped a line last night that was a throwback to the pipe bomb um, where he sat there and he said, what, what the hell was it? He sat there and he said, um, I'm the best in this ring, on this mic, even on commentary. Yeah. Nobody can, nobody can touch me. That was, that was a fucking, it's exactly what he said. Yeah. And the pipe bomb promo God, that was 10 years ago now. Yeah. So 10 years ago, that's the same thing he said 10 years ago was that that, that exact line. And when he said it, I was like, oh, I popped. Yeah. I totally popped. Because for me, that 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 promo, the pipe bomb is, I mean, I was already a CM Punk fan, but that pipe bomb promo was the thing that just that put him over it. the top for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 was, that put him over the top. I was like, dude, this guy's the greatest on the fucking planet. There's nobody better in the world. Um, yeah, no, I mean that that ode to that that taking it back to the pipe bomb was was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, so all around just great promo, getting us excited for these matches and just whatever's next. I mean, really, that was just a promo saying this match isn't going to happen anytime soon. So just stay tuned to what comes next because there's bigger, yeah. and bigger and better things coming. I'm down. It got me excited yeah. for I don't even know what the fuck. You know, that's that's how good he is. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm excited for. <coughs> Pillman Jr. came out, got a very short interview, talking about how his brother, Griff Garrison, um, was basically attacked. House of Black. Fucking Malachi Black came out after a, you know, a blackout, which kind of made me think, you know, I think AEW has been trying to get their quote-unquote Undertaker for a while, and... I think they, they got him with Malachi Black. Yes, absolutely. Like, they have some dark characters or whatever, you know, on the dark side or whatever, but Malachi Black, he's convincing. He's, he's presentation. Like, he commands the, the attention and spotlight. He's just, he's great, man. Uh, I think, I here's the thing, is that, I mean, I think Malachi, yes, absolutely. And I think we've talked about this before where it was, Malachi is their version of Taker. Yeah. Um, up until we find out where Wyndham is going, and that's yeah, that's that's, that's reality. True. So if let's 
speak hypothetically here and say that Wyndham decides that he's going to sign with AEW, that changes everything. And yeah. I mean, I think you still book Malachi the way that you're booking him, but I think Wyndham kind of takes over that whole, this is your dark and sinister and evil character, you know, that came from fucking hell. You yeah. know, that's, that's Wyndham, you know, 100%. That's the character that he's been playing for shit had seven eight years whatever it's been like you yeah. know for the longest time um but no i mean I, I love malachi i just think this feud is kind of a waste of time for him and i think this is just them trying to get you know pillman jr over which is fine but you know i, I think it's a waste of time well i think not I, only that but i think it's a good way to introduce their house of black the way that you know uh malachi has been doing these weird vignettes um it shows him actually like um, praising somebody, like giving them—I don't know what do you call that when you give them the necklace and pray to them or whatever. Um, Bestowing uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, we saw some of that weird shit. A lot of people alluded, saying that it's going to be Brody King. Um, uh, a lot of that's some, the room. Some sources have quote unquote confirmed it, but we'll see. But I think that would be a good way to lead into um, a Wyndham appearing and <clears throat> maybe Alistair Black reveals that or excuse me Malachi Black reveals that he's not the leader of the House of Black you know or something like yeah. that and then we get a Wyndham or you know however they decide to do it would be cool um, to me but yeah I just feel like um, what, were we, what were we just talking about what did you just say you were saying something about uh an Undertaker type, I just, type vibe. No, no, I just it. completely lost my fucking train of thought. I was trying to agree with you in, <laughs> in, in, in so many words. That 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 Malachi and the the, I, the Varsity Blondes is kind of a waste of time. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah, think it's so much about the feud as much as it is about setting up the House of Black. Well, the rumor is, is like you were saying, is that that the rumor is the Brody King is already signed. Is yeah. that he is he's already signed a contract with um, AEW, which you know, for those of you that don't know who Brody King is, he is one of the top guys in Ring of Honor, or was one of the top guys in right. Ring of Honor for, for for a lot of years. So Brody King coming over would be a huge signing for them. I mean, and this is mostly for people that are interested in indie wrestling and are interested in that, you know that genre you know not so much mainstream rest because that's where brody king comes from i mean he's been with ring of honor for a long time it's a world champion at ring of honor right um and i know i know you had told me that you had never really watched a ring of honor show up until you know the final, the final battle. battle yeah yeah the a, final a final weeks battle ago. final battle a couple of weeks ago um but yeah brody king is one of their top guys and i think putting him with uh with malachi is would, would be a good way to go i i could absolutely see it I like how when the lights came on, he was standing there, and the lights came off, shut off, you know, and then like the lights came back on, and you could see him walking away through the smoke. Fail. Come on, guys. Come on. Fail. So mysterious. That was funny. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of, and I, I also had a theory that. And this one's kind of out there. 
But you got fucking Pillman out there. Brian Pillman Jr. is saying, oh, my, uh, he's, uh, Griff Garrison's not just my friend, he's my brother. And they hurt my brother. Hear me out. <coughs> what if Griff Garrison joins the House of Black and turns on Brian Pillman Jr.? Very possible. And then, and then he dons a new persona because he's like very mid, I don't know, very plant, uh, plain, bland, you know? Well, I've, I've, told, I've told you guys, you know, I mean, my comparison for Griff Garrison has been Mimi Siku from fucking Jungle to Jungle. Yeah, that's dude. just, that, that's, that, that's, that's what I see with Griff. I, I don't think he's, he's not... <laughs> It's such a terrible thing to say somebody's not special, but freaking that's kind of what I feel with him is he's not he's not one of those guys that you see and you're like, oh, man, he could be champion in like five, six years, you know, something like that. Griff Garrison's one of those guys that I've seen a hundred of him, you know, a hundred yeah. different guys with the same look and the same kind of vibe. You know, Christian at one point was kind of one of those guys. Yeah. You know, we had a Griff, Gar Griff Garrison sort of vibe. Guy. Yeah, but then fucking Christian came into his own and became a world champion and fucking started doing his own thing, which was great for him. But Griff, yeah, I mean, getting him away from getting him away from the Varsity Blondes and having him do something different, I don't, I don't think is a terrible idea. Yeah, I Not mean, what if he, you know, changes his look and gimmick completely, you know, joins the dark side, quote unquote, and dyes his hair black. Yeah, and gets some kind of like dark fucking crazy edgy gimmick or something you know i yeah. mean it might not be a bad idea give that guy some eyeliner <laughs> yeah. give him some, eye some eyeliner and dyes hair black give That's this guy some, some trip pants and some eyeliner <laughs> so so we got the the main the event. main event um the basically i like i like how That's you put strange. this i like how you put this cash they should just call them undisputed um, yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Just call them undisputed. They don't have to be the undisputed era. Like, I mean, obviously they can't be. Yeah. Because of WWE licensing. Yeah. I'm sure. Legally. I'm sure. I'm sure they legally own the name, the undisputed oh. era. Yeah. So call them undisputed. Yeah. Like that's the way that's to all go. You got to do. So basically, we get undisputed versus best friends, which is um adam cole bobby fish kyle o'reilly and undisputed best friends was trent beretta returning and uh orange chuck cassidy e. and chucky e. t the original lineup of best friends which is what we've all been wanting um yep. not a bad main the event what they want i think it was a, a really good way and uh, excalibur agreed with me because he said it at the beginning of the match as i was thinking it but it was the best way to close out the uh, TNT era of Dynamite. Um, great, great match. Um, I'm stoked to see the fucking Undisputed guys together on AEW television. But, and here's what I was, I was talking about earlier about how I'm going to bring this back up. I don't think we're going to see it live very long. I think it's going to be short-lived. Like, they give it to us right off the bat. Like, as soon as Kyle O'Reilly shows up, the next week we're getting all three of them in a match. Okay, mm. boom, right off the bat. I think they're going to take it away. Something's going to happen. I think Adam Cole might actually choose the path of the Young Bucks. If you, until... if, you look at the way, if you look at the way that that match ended, the way that it ended, where it was Kyle and freaking Bobby 
standing tall in the ring after freaking Kyle had accidentally fucking taken, you know, Adam Cole out. So Adam Cole was on the side of the fucking barricade. So Bobby and Kyle won the match. Those two were standing tall in the ring while the Bucks are sitting there with um, the Bucks are with Adam on the side of the stage. And Adam Cole's like, "Uh, what the fuck? What the hell is going on? Like, these guys are totally forgot that I'm out here and I was fucking hurt. Right. But the Bucks, the Bucks give a shit. So I, I, you know, I think Meebag um, was the one that said it. That uh, you know, he said this was going to be a, a, a custody of Adam Cole, yeah, sort of thing, where you're going to get under. Was it you that said that, or was it Meebag that said yeah, that? Yeah, it was me. I thought it was Meebag that said it. Um, I'm going to go back and look at. I'm I look choose at the to chat believe it was Meebag. Um, it's it, not yeah, saying I don't believe you, Rody. I just I like the idea of Meebag having the idea better. <laughs> I literally posted the meme. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Cus- I'm not saying I don't believe you. You're right, but I just I prefer to think that meatbag. <laughs> Cus- custody of Dude. Adam Cole match, which I mean, honestly, Red Dragon versus the Bucks, that would be money. Fucking and a, that's, dude. That that's a match I would be excited to see. Red Dragon versus the Bucks, like that's that's a fucking money match. That's now, a put that on a pay per view so, sort of match. All right, so obviously, we really want to see. Kenny Omega and the Bucks, the Elite, take on Undisputed, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. That yeah. one is like just the screaming at us all, right? Like yep. this is the match everybody wants, right? 100%. So I think it's got to happen at some point in AEW. It has to happen. And you can even step it up a notch and, you know, like Meatbag and I talked about um, – I don't know if it was on the show or just talking, but basically do it, you know, a double turn or whatever. Turn undisputed heel, turn Kenny and the Bucks back to face, and then we get them team up with Hangman Adam Page, and we get the full elite, and then who comes comes over? Roderick Strong. Boom. Yeah, it'd be crazy. The full undisputed era versus the full elite. But I, I think the problem is, is like, I'm pretty sure Roderick just signed a new contract. Probably. With WWE. And the, um, that's what I was Roderick's... telling me back anyways. It's like he was he was never really in it before with like the Red, you know, the, was it Red Dragon? Red Dragon, He yeah. He wasn't in their little clique or crew before. It was just kind of like an NXT thing. They, they but that's why up. I said if if you brought Johnny Gargano in, and had him replace Roderick right. as the fourth as the fourth guy would would immediately work because Johnny yeah. Gargano is apparently very good friends with Adam Cole. He's very good friends with Kyle O'Reilly. He's very good friends with Bobby Fish. Right. Like they're all friends. So I mean, it would make sense yeah. to have Johnny Johnny come in and be the fourth guy. Well, and I he mean, could you do could great re- things there too. Go ahead. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Gargano would kill it with AEW. He'd be fantastic. But, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we don't know how long Kenny Omega is going to be out because he's he's supposed to be having multiple surgeries. Because Kenny is apparently really banged up. And I guess yeah. he said he can't, move, he can't move one of his arms right now but because it's so bad. He's so injured that he's like, you know, I can barely lift, you know, one of my arms. Because right. My shoulder is so messed up. So, I mean, feasibly, Kenny could be out six, eight, ten months, you know, something like that. Yeah. But, but when he comes back, he's going to get a massive, 
massive pop. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be insane. When it's Omega, gonna be hard to keep him heel at that point. Triple H and O2 kind of yep, pop. You I was know what I'm saying? Fucking like, just gonna go there. Yeah. Triple H and O2. That's that's the kind of pop that, Kenny Omega will get when he comes back. That still to me is the biggest pop I've ever seen, and the oh, most yeah. sustained pop. Oh, yeah, like absolutely. it wasn't a quick pop. That took out the whole rest of the program. Was just the that, crowd going nuts over Triple H. I, fu I fucking went crazy. I remember watching that. I was sitting at home because I'd been waiting for. Yep. I hated him when he left. I hate. I fucking hated him before he had his quad injury. Yeah. And then he was out for a year, and then all of a sudden everybody's a Triple H fan. Well, and then vignettes, man. Then vignettes really got you going, dude. With the we can rebuild him and the the million dollars shit and the like. That. A lot of the, that's it, what sold it, it for it, me. It was like, dude, it, Triple H is coming back. I don't know if you guys have seen this recently, but there's a lot of like the, the younger marks, the 20 year olds, 25 year olds, that are saying the only reason Triple H has any pull or the only reason he's considered oh, yeah. a Hall of Famer is because he was banging the boss's daughter, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard yeah. in my fucking life. If you watched him in his prime, if you watched no. him in the late late nineties, early two thousands, mid two thousands, there was there wasn't a better heel in the business. No, there, not only nobody that, but was better. He's one of those guys that you can literally put in the ring with anybody, and he'll have a great match. And he'll have a great match. He'll make them look every amazing. single time. Absolutely. Every Absolutely. single time. Triple H is one of my one of my all time favorites, and I don't give a rat's ass about oh well he was banging Stephanie oh blah 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 blah. I don't care about that. Triple H was one of, maybe the top heel of the Attitude Era. I mean, if you really think about it, freaking the Attitude Era. If you're gonna talk about top heel of the Attitude Era, it was probably Triple H, um, because at that point it was D Generation X whenever they were running heel, and then freaking. Uh, Degeneration X with the corporation and shit whenever they were going against Austin and fucking, you know, The Rock and all that crap. Like, it was, oh my God, it was it was must-see TV back then. Jesus fucking Christ. That, that's when wrestling, for me, that was when, that was my favorite. Right. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Fucking A, um, I completely agree. Rody, what's up? Got another question for you guys. Yeah. Favorite match of 2021. Oh, I know um, there's a lot of bangers this year, gentlemen, but you got to pick one. There's you been can, some. Um, give me top two if you want. Oh top God. two, top two. I've already got it. Top two. Um, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine real quick. I'll give you mine real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You got Omega versus Christian Cage for the was it the Impact On title? Rampage? Uh, Impact title. Yep. Huh? On Rampage. What did you do? Was it was was it on Rampage? Yes. That title? I can't remember. I, I, yeah, it was the Impact title that they were fighting. I don't know. Over. Yeah, I, I don't know what what show it was on, but I know it was, it was, it was on that Rampage. match. That was my uh, was the first episode. One. That was a great fucking match. Yeah. And then second, I would have to say, also goes to Omega with Omega and Danielson going the full sixty minutes. Thirty. Thirty. That was thirty, oh, was thirty minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was thirty, so 30 match. minutes. That was, that was still a great match. Yeah. Um, my my two would be uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in um, in a steel cage. That was, uh, that was that. Was, I mean, we were all sitting there together watching that match, just 
popping. Right. That was that was one of my favorites. Yeah, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in the Steel Cage. Um, and then I think I'd agree with you with the second match: Omega versus Danielson at thirty minute that thirty minute draw. Um, it was that it was, was that that match was just fucking. It was perfect. Oh, it was yeah. absolutely it was a, perfect. It was a tie because I really wanted like my third is is Danielson and Hangman for the full sixty. That was great. That match was a, also perfect. Yep. Not a lot of people could go full sixty minutes, right? I know I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Ask my wife; <laughs> she knows all about it. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but mine yeah. would be all right. So those clinics, those five star matches, they're fucking great, right? Like, bring a tear to your eye; they're fucking awesome. But I like to have fun. So my favorite match of the year, number one, Stadium Stampede. Oh, yeah, dude. Stadium Stampede was amazing. The last one with Matt Hardy, and he kept freaking changing every time they'd pick him up. Yeah. Like, that was, that was, uh, well, I think that that was, what was that last year? No, because the one with Matt Hardy, yeah, the one with Matt Hardy was, uh, was this year. But yeah. It seems like, it seems like it was so long ago because 2021 has felt like the longest year of all time. Yeah. But I mean, it was this year. Like, oh well, yeah, twenty twenty went by like that, and then twenty twenty one seems like it was five years long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So definitely, Stadium Stampede. Um, that was a great match. And then second, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, you kind of stole the thunder because my first was gonna be Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers Steel Cage, yeah. like. Dude, come you can, on. You can have the same match. It's, it's like. It's well, that was going to be nice. my number one, but then Cash said it first and he described it perfectly. So I was like, well, but that yeah, is my true number weird. one. That's that's it my was, true number one. It was one. It was, in my opinion, maybe the best match of the year. Yeah. Is that um, where he had the, the tax on the Nikes? Yeah. When he put the tax, he put the oh, tax on the, the, so tax on the fucking Jordans on that pair <laughs> of Jordans. Face, the face he makes is the best part of that whole match. Oh, <gasps> look what I'm about to do! Oh yeah, Matt's Matt's face, yeah. Matt Jackson's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was really good. That was actually a good. That was a good chuck by freaking Cutler, like yeah. fucking throwing the goddamn bag over the top of the cage. Yeah, and Matt caught it. I was like, wow, nice fucking throw, dude. Like good that was actually very. Practice that, was that really shit good. all day. <laughs> that was really good. So, uh. What else? What else? Oh, number three, Jade Cargill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but number three, definitely uh, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Like oh, that one was good. I, that iconic bloody face yeah. moment of her. That one fucking. Yeah, that was that was a great match. That one took Britt Baker and put her over like to the fucking moon. Well, Gone. The guys in busted open say. Like Austin when he had his match with fucking, um, right. yeah, when he wouldn't tap out, fucking, yep. all like they Austin, they match Austin, it up with Austin, that Austin as one of the Brett iconic 90, moments. That was ninety seven. Yeah, Austin Brett ninety seven. Yeah. Fucking match. Yeah. But no, like they 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 match it up with like an iconic moment as that. What is it with blood? Yeah. So like Becky gets her face busted by Nia. I was just thinking that, and then just thinking that. Huge Omega over, and then same thing with fucking Stone Cold passes out with blood all over his face. They even printed T-shirts with the Stone Cold bloody face. Yeah. He went to the moon. 
Britt Baker, same fucking thing. I guess it just shows like you're tough. I don't know. It's just fucking. I think that's that's. I'm not the questioning gist. how they all got over. I just like well, what? I mean, how has that been so effective every time, but still on accident? You know what I mean? They they were. If you think about Britt in the first what year and a half or whatever the hell it was, you know, Britt Baker in that first year and a half. I mean, she was considered a top star, but she wasn't as over as she became. Like, I mean, eventually right. at that, it was that match that kind of put Britt on the map to where, honestly, I think she Britt Baker's from, up. She went from Adam Cole's girlfriend to Britt Baker, DMD. Britt, Britt Baker is up there with Charlotte, and she's up there with Becky yep. as far as the top females in the industry. Like, I mean, she's she's right there with those two. Um, for me, I think Charlotte is Queen B. She is the number one of all time. That's my personal opinion because I, I fucking love Charlotte. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I love Becky too. You know, just for different reasons. But I think Britt is right up there with those two. Absolutely. And that's what a, that's what AEW needed, man. You needed a top female star, and that's what you get with Britt Baker. Yeah. Well, and like, it helps she, too that they grew her organically. Like she organically yeah. got over. They didn't pluck her from some other company. Nobody knew who she was really until fucking AEW, and she got herself over. She is AEW made. Yeah. If if Britt Baker ever went to WWE, she would be fucking so insanely over. It's not even funny, dude. Yeah, like, I know she was there at one point, and she was some like an enhancement talent. Like she that wasn't really doing any. Yeah, it doesn't. She was. Yeah. I mean, AJ Styles was technically an enhancement talent in the early two yeah. thousands. So I mean, yeah, it doesn't count. But if Britt went to WWE now, she'd be on that Becky Charlotte fucking like type shit. She'd be yep. on that level. Because oh, Vince, 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 all, nah, all of her like maybe fucking two months and then push her down to the mid card. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> whatever. 24 yeah. 7 title. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Rhodey. Oh, I thought of another fun match just for you, Gio. The Chris Jericho and. Uh, Orange Cassidy Mimosa match. That was good. <laughs> that was good, but I think that was 2020. That, was that, that, I thought that was, was 2020. That 2020. That's 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still a good fucking match. <laughs> yeah. So, new rule. Anyways. Let's just clump 2020 and 2021 together. Fuck it. It's all the yeah. same. It was all the it's same all the same, same bro. It was it's all, all the same, same bullshit ass year. And we're going to call it the COVID era. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's felt like it, it, this last two years has been one really fucking long year. Like, that's 100%. 2020 and 2021, the longest year of all time. Honestly, though, COVID did bring some light to the Geo and Meatbag show. Yeah. Meaning, beforehand, we would, you know, do our thing every now and then at the soup. It's very hard to get all of us together at the same time. So it was like, oh, we got to cancel this week. Let's do next week, blah, blah, blah. And then we just went on hiatus for, like, over a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, because COVID, we decided to go digital. So, I mean, it was that one light. Yeah, I mean, there's silver linings. But, yeah, it did bring, yeah, it, it did sure. bring this show back from, you know. There's definitely been some positive aspects over the last, you know, couple of years. There's been some positive things that have happened. So, it hasn't yeah. been all bad. WWE got a, an excuse to pipe in audio now because they had the Thunder, Thunderdome with piped in audio. Yep. You know, so before the pandemic, they were doing it 
and you know didn't want to get caught now it's just like oh well you know we've been doing it since the thunderdome don't lie don't lie wwe <laughs> you know you pipe in your fucking audio roadie <laughs> yes you got any fucking nerdy news for us this evening nerd now with roadie and cash i do i do have some uh some stuff to talk about all right first things first uh either of you guys saw uh seen the new matrix yes of course absolutely thoughts on it uh you know i liked it i really did and a lot of people didn't which i mean i i get it and what i sat there and said about it was is the the matrix resurrections there's a lot of direction i great ideas there is there's a lot of great ideas um not all of them are executed as well as i would have wanted them to execute them there i mean there's legit honestly it's like i was saying in my post you know last week or whatever it was neo and trinity are still very much at the heart of the story very much at the heart of that movie and that's what you need um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. A lot of people hated it. Um, I thought visually it was great. I thought there was some great visual effects stuff. Um, I thought the fight scenes were a little lacking. I didn't think the fight scenes were as good as they could have been. Wow. Um, because for, for a point? movie... Yeah, for, well, and that's, and that's my point. For a, for a franchise like The Matrix that is so known for those cinematic fight scenes yeah. and how good... There's always fight. one great fight scene. How good the fighting it. is. and I mean, awesome shit. Fight. You remember in the second movie in Reloaded when Neo's fighting like 300 versions of Smith? You know, that they're one all, Oh, so good. And I, when, so it, when he good. starts running around the pole, yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, it was, oh, it was fantastic. Visually, I'd like never seen. Like a Linkin Park video or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd never well, seen seriously. anything like that in a movie. And I was like, wow, this is fucking incredible. I don't feel like this movie had that moment that that huh. made me go, whoa. Right, because like, like the this first one has like amazing. the bullet the, the, where he bends over. Yeah, the bullet where he's, the bullet. yeah. The second one, like you said, yeah, the, the running around the pole, that was iconic. You know? Third one's when they're flying at each other and they create that fucking the, rain, you the know. Mirror, the mirror, the, the glass the, yeah. shatter, fucking, yeah. 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 It was, it, it's so good, but I don't feel like this movie had that moment. And that's that was yeah. the bummer for me. No, I it, that I don't feel like the fight scenes were as good as they could have been. The choreography could have been better. The camera work could have been better. It wasn't. It it, it just didn't. That aspect of it didn't feel like the Matrix. You sold it. I probably won't watch it. So it's fair. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't take a people's opinions into consideration. Uh, Ron, like Ron Tomato gives shitty movies high scores and great movies. Oh, yeah. Good scores. So I'll, I'll end up watching it, and then we'll talk about it at a later show, later time. But going on, on from there, show. fucking, have another, you, another uh, show. they uh, they released a show, or they released a trailer for Sonic Frontiers, which is an open world fucking Sonic Adventures game. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking amazing. I it, it really does. I just don't want it to be a. I don't want it to be Breath of the Wild with Sonic the Hedgehog. That's that's, that's probably my, what it's going to be like. That's my concern. Is because honestly, there's a lot of people that really loved Breath of the Wild, 
Brother Wild was amazing. I did nothing wrong I did, with that. I didn't like it, dude. I didn't yeah, like it. Terrorist. I <laughs> I thought Breath of the Wild was. It felt like. How the fuck it, am I, I going to do a show uh, with you if you don't like Breath of the Wild? Uh, it was. <laughs> it just felt like an empty sandbox version of fucking The Legend of Zelda, and it was like, come on, man. I still think Twilight Princess is the best Legend of Zelda game. That's oh, my. Man. That's my, that's my personal that's opinion. Not, that's not a bad. That's not. I, th- I think Twilight Princess is amazing. Skyward Sword oh. is is also pretty goddamn. Hey, like those. I'm here. I'm old school. I go link. I go to uh, link between worlds. The link to the past. Oh yeah, Majora's Mask is good too. There's a bunch of good. They're all no, really. Most of them. Yeah. They're all really most. good for the most part. Like you know, Legend of Zelda, you really can't go wrong. But Breath of the Wild just. It didn't do it for me. Like, yeah, I, I did not have as much fun with that game as I've had with previous Legend of Zelda titles. But Sonic Frontiers, I think that is a really interesting concept for that character. Because they, I mean, basically with Sonic the Hedgehog, you know what you're going to get for the last 30 fucking years. You know what it's yeah. going to be. You know what it's going to be. Freaking with Sonic. You know you're going to get a casino level. You're going to get awesome. a fucking casino level. You are consistently going to get a casino. You're going to go to some fucking Water, robot, flood. robot, robot plant in, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Some goddamn toxic waste dump. Like you're you're <laughs> going to get that with Sonic the Hedgehog. But with this, it it gives it a fresh coat of paint. It gives it something. That, it, that it's never really had before. So I think an open-world Sonic game, yes, if it's done right, it'll be amazing. Oh, it's, I, I feel like it's going to be... I feel like it, it's going to be amazing. I really do. I hope so. Uh, I hope it is. I'm really regretting uh, giving Rudy his own segment. This <laughs> is, this dude, you're, you're, you're getting an early preview of nerding out because this is really what our show is going to be. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Folks, Basically. if you could see... The, the video right now, you would see me basically losing my fucking mind of boredom. <laughs> he's so, he's no so idea. Well, it's he's fucking so going on right now. Geo, it's fine because I'm going to bring it in with one last subject. It's the new Bubba Fett show on Disney Plus. Have you, any of you guys got caught up is on it, that? Now, is it Bubba Fett or is it Boba Fett? Because it's Boba. Boba. I saw Boba. a meme that said Bubba Fett and it had Bubba Gump <laughs> when he took his helmet off. <laughs> It's Boba it's, Fett. It's, it's Boba Fett. Um, um, I know. I, I feel, I feel like that. I feel like that's that series is gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be a slow burn. It's not one of those things where you're gonna get all the action right out of the gate. A lot of people thought that episode was boring as shit. Boring. I was intrigued. I was boring intrigued as hell. What? Fuck you. I, I know, not me. I thought it was. I, I, I thought it was very good. Like, I'm not talking I liked about it. you. I was the you in general. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. <laughs> the fact I that thought... it showed you how he he survived Sarlacc Man. Yeah. But here's the thing that didn't what make sense. There. What what didn't make sense about that to me is that there was a fucking stormtrooper in the Sarlacc pit. <clears throat> like, why? There was no fucking storm. Mean? There was no stormtroopers on that fucking sand barge. Like, why the hell is there a goddamn random stormtrooper in the Sarlacc pit? There was no stormtroopers on the barge. None. Well, period. Well, there was no stormtroopers. Okay. You're absolutely correct. There was, was, there was, was a... <laughs> but was who knows? Maybe a fucking stormtrooper was fucking storming by. And no, there was off. no stormtroopers on possible. the sandbar. How do you know? But it's it, it was just trooping on by. 
it's a slow burn. It's not. I love that. Uh, what's his name? Tamora Morrison, fucking like the guy that's been playing Boba and Django for the last twenty years or whatever. Oh yeah. I love the fact that he's back. I think it's great that he came back to play Boba Fett again. Um, you can tell I, him what fucking age he had to get a new suit. Oh yeah, that's not that, that, that spit him all the way. <laughs> Tamara Morrison in, is like he's in a New Hope, right? For like. Boba, no, Boba Fett didn't show. He didn't show up for the first time until Empire. Empire okay. was Boba's. That was his first movie. Boba That's Fett was meant. in M- Empire Strikes Back. Um, Surely in, uh, uh, was it Return of the Jedi? Solo throws him into the fucking Sarlacc pit in, um, in Return of the Jedi. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, second yeah, Solo, Solo throws him in. Yeah. Um, it's when he hit his fucking jetpack and he hits the goddamn the sandbar. Fucking falls, falls solo into the pit. blind. Where's, where's Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's gonna be a slow burn of a series. Like, it's but I, I I think it's gonna be killer. I think the longer it goes on, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it's I think it's gonna be like one of those like fly on the wall perspectives, like who knows how much he was actually there for and saw and knows about and we're gonna find out like Bubba, just a whole well, different Bubba, perspective on this time period Geo, have you caught up with the Mandalorian have you watched it all no and uh, that's oh, the one God. That I'm, I'm in the position what? right now oh bro I just don't have the time I don't want to watch like one or two episodes I want to watch them all like Manda, I want to bunker down for a couple days and just fucking. It's only going to take you fucking like six hours. Mando so for, is the whole like, thing. Is no, yeah. it's longer than that. No, it's too. not. It's, yeah, ten most... episodes, thirty minutes long each. It's ten. Uh-huh. It's two seasons. It's gonna take your day. It's gonna take your day. And that's it's like eight episodes. Eight episodes a season, and they're six both... hours. My math's not right. <laughs> no, here. your math is <laughs> fucked up. It's gonna take them two days to watch it. It's like two hundred dollars. No. I sat there and said that fucking. You got a fifty percent chance. <laughs> the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is um, that is Star Wars at its most pure. That's, oh, that's I, what I said. That's why it. I'm saving it for last. Well, not last, but like kind of like the main event because I have um, seven, seven, eight, and nine. I've watched seven. So what? Which one is that? The last? No. Is that the last that's, Jedi? That's uh, no. That's that's uh, the the. You hope. The Force, the Force Awakens, is Episode Seven. <laughs> oh, um, seven. Sorry, I, I heard, I heard another number. My bad. Uh, no, Episode Seven is uh, the Force Awakens. Episode Eight is uh, the Last Jedi. Okay, and so episode the Episode Nine. The Force Episode Awakens. Nine is the, ri- the Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. The Force Awakens is the last one that I watched, so I need to so watch for, the last. Force two. Awakens is fantastic. You're gonna fucking hate the Last Jedi. Um, because uh, Last Jedi is is the least Star Wars feeling it's Star Wars movie slowly. of all time. And it's it's so much wrong. There's so much wrong with that movie on on every fucking level. Rise okay. of Skywalker brings it back a little bit. Like it, it was a better movie than the Last Jedi for sure. It was a much better movie. But I I feel like what John Favreau has done with Mandalorian has really reignited my love for Star Wars. Yeah. Because if you ask me and Sean, Sean said the same thing. He thought the franchise was dead until fucking Favreau took it over and made the Mandalorian. It was it's like this it's like the old West. He's like this fucking badass like yeah. bounty hunter 
that just goes from town to town fucking trying to collect these goddamn bounties like it's it's sick. that's what i heard it's like so, it's like a star so wars good. version of an old western or something like that that's pretty that's pretty that's much a good way to say yeah <laughs> that's a hundred percent what it is and, I and think i'm excited to see like the cameos because i've heard like bill burr's in it sasha banks is in oh, it yeah. and, like oh yeah bill burr had Snoop one of, he had one of my favorite runs in the second season bill burr comes back mm-hmm. in the second season and his his episode I felt like they did more character building for him than any character they did in the fucking sequel series. Yeah, it's it, it's it. it's crazy. They gave him so much depth, and they made you care about him. And that's where I was like, dude, Burr is. I hope he keeps coming back. I hope he's in the fucking third season. I hope he's he just is. one of those. He's one of those characters that cause mischief once a season and then fucking dips out like team rocket fucks off. yeah fucks fucks <laughs> off for the rest for the rest of the goddamn season like yeah he's not around <laughs> but he comes back for an episode he's in an episode in each season and for like he was he was my one of my favorite parts of the show it's like the dude that um, ends up getting fucked by manson marilyn manson and, and sons of anarchy what's his name oh uh um 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 uh, fuck the dude um, that keeps fucking shit up for everybody the hell is his name when he finds that cocaine um, spoiler alert god damn it um i'm gonna get really mad that i can't think of this i know me neither. um it's been years since i've seen any of those god damn it yeah i can't think of his name right now i thought a tick if anybody guys a, are listening i thought a happy and i thought a jacks a freaking, uh, it, oh man i can't think of it it was a comment. um I said, well, if you know tomorrow, tomorrow they can leave, they can leave a comment while they're watching. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> watching what? Rody, Rody, you got anything else? Listening? No, that Where was. Where are they going to comment on? That was leave it a comment on the page about who the fucking <laughs> character is on our fucking GOV back page. All right, shut up and juice. fucking run this juice. 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 There it is. There it is. It he's, took me a second. He's the guy in Sons of Anarchy that keeps juice. fucking shit up. For them in every don't like, leave a comment anymore season we got it <laughs> uh, god damn fucking, it, it took me a run second the Jesus, Gio. juice all right run the so ladies and gentlemen the geo and meatbag show is brought to you in part by cosmic soup recording if you need any audio engineering recording or just experience go on down to cosmic soup recording you can go to CosmicSoupRecording.com or, you know, CosmicSoupRecording at gmail.com to send an email. Actually, I don't know if that's correct. You just go to CosmicSoupRecording.com to get in contact. <clears throat> the head of the house there is Jeremy next to the executive vice president, Colby. And I don't know, like best rates in town for sure on quality shit. Because it includes mixing and mastering, and nobody does that. That's always a separate charge. So, depending on what you want done, whether it's music, you want you got a song that you want to get off your mind, and, and on reality, recorded, um, you want to do a podcast, if you need any sort of audio engineer work done, go to Cosmic Soup Recording. Um, he has a legit studio uh, with multiple rooms available. I'm sure you could rent one out. There's a fucking green screen room. So the possibilities are endless at Cosmic Soup Recording. Also, if you folks need anything printed, any gear, any merch, shirts, hats, koozies, patches, 
hit up our friends at Bodacious Prince. You can go to Bodacious AZ um, on Instagram, or you can go to bodaciousprince.bigcartel.com. Um, again, surprisingly great rates, no minimum order. Um, I think they're the best rates in town. Um, they, they just love helping people out. So they want to give people really good deals, um, and get your shit without getting a big fucking dent in your wallet. So check out Bodacious Prince, Cosmic Soup Recording. Folks, you can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, fucking anywhere you stream your podcast. We're on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You can also become a Patreon, patreon.com slash Meatbag. Support us. All of your financial support goes back into the production of the podcast to make it a better listening and viewing experience for you. Uh, you throwing up gang signs right now, Cash? Cash is like gang um, gang. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm talk, talking to my wife in, uh, you know, Cash and Alyssa Ease. So, yeah, yeah just having Man. a conversation without having a conversation. Oh, look at that shit. The mental big ESP. Black. Did she just show you her boobs? Are they big and black? I, said it's I, hope, I hope not, because she said they're big and black. She's got a big fucking ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to already oh. say, did she just show you her boobs? And then you said, it's big and black. And then big and black. made it even better. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, you motherfuckers. So this has been the almost vegetarian episode. We got a little dabble of meat. Um, for all of, all of 20, 15, 15 seconds. <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly cool. <laughs> it's honestly cool having you uh, more and more on the show. We really like your uh, insight when it comes to wrestling. Obviously, we're friends, so we like talking to you, hanging out with you. Um, Absolutely, brother. So yeah, having you back regularly is definitely a good decision by all of us. And uh, thank you so much for um, stepping up and filling in the big shoes of Meatbag, my co-host, who's been doing this with me for five and a half years, and Rody. And, um, you know, we miss you, yeah. Meatbag. We hope to see you back next week. Uh, best wishes to you. Hope to see everybody that's listening at the New Year's Eve show at the Yucca Tap Room. It's going to be fucking awesome. I love you guys so much. I want to get the fuck out of here. We're going on two hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. This is this is the longest episode in fucking forever. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll see you guys next year. Th- this has been a an absolute pleasure for me, brothers. See you next year. Always a pleasure, my brothers. I'm always happy to be here. Yes, sir. Alright. We love you guys so much. And this is TV tragedy with qualified immunity.
on Where'd You Find This? If you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast, please visit Cosmic Super Recording, where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Super Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit CosmicSuperCording.com or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. 480-331-7687. 